I'm glad y'all are here tonight. It's good to see you. And wanted to begin tonight by reminding us that the Lord is faithful. He's promised to never leave us and never forsake us. And sometimes we're all alone. And um, one thing about it, we're never without the Lord because He's always there and He's faithful. And um, that really is encouraging. So anytime we pray, we don't have to wonder if God is too busy or if He's even there because we know that He is there. So that's what this song reminds us about. I thought it'd be a great way to begin tonight. Every time I try to make it on my own. Every time I try to stand and start to fall. All those lonely roads that I have traveled on. There was Jesus. When the life I built came crashing to the ground When the friends I had were nowhere to be found I couldn't see it then, but I could see it now There was Jesus In the waiting, in the searching in the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it Or couldn't see it There was Jesus Isn't that good news? For this man who needs amazing kind of grace For forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay I'm not perfect so I thank God every day There was Jesus There was Jesus In the waiting, in the searching in the healing and the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been and where I'm going Even when I didn't know it Or couldn't see it There was Jesus There was Jesus there was Jesus Well, I'm grateful for that. And he's proved himself over, over and over, time and again. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And, and I'm sure that um, each of you tonight, I'm sure that you've experienced that as well, that God has has been faithful he's brought you through and I like that uh, part in the song where it says even when I couldn't see it you know or, or couldn't feel it you know he was there and, um, and I'm so thankful for that nothing that we'll ever face as a child of God where we'll face it alone and that's the the part about becoming a Christian that's that's wonderful is once we trust Christ we're never alone from that moment forward never but of course you know, as a, as a non-Christian, when we were unbelievers, 
we were on our own, separated from God because of sin. And uh, But thank the Lord when we trust Him that He's faithful and He's always there. And if He's not near, it's not His fault. I've strayed and I need to come back. But He'll always allow us to come back. And so, you know, and, and the reality is we think about revival uh, coming up on Sunday night and we think about being revived and being close to the Lord. The reality is I'm as close to God as I want to be. And so... Uh, if I draw near to him, he'll draw near to me. And I pray that it'll be our desire to draw near to him. And that um, it's encouraging to know that, that he's always there. And so I give him praise for that tonight. Anybody else? I like to begin giving God praise on our Wednesday nights. Anybody else have a word of praise on your heart tonight? Hmm. Praise the Lord. God be the glory. Great things he's done. I'm so thankful. Thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. Anybody else? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm grateful for God's mercy and his protection and I'm thankful that, that you didn't do more damage, you know, when you failed. Uh, but we'll be praying for you for that surgery that's, that's coming up. And, and I'm, I'm so glad. I love Wednesday nights, and I'm glad to uh, meet together and gather together like this. And, um, of course, next Wednesday, a week from tonight, will be the final meeting of our revival service. So um, just remind us about that as we begin tonight, as we pray. Give the Lord praise for who he is. And, um, pray for our revival that's coming up let's let's pray together our heavenly father we thank you lord for this time together we thank you that we can gather like this and, and lord we can sing praise and, and we can pray and we can call on your name and lord what we're doing right now in prayer is really the most powerful thing that we can do and oftentimes lord we neglect it and maybe we treat it like a last resort but god may we call on your name and may we pray about everything and may we never cease to pray looking to you and trusting in you and, and realizing our need for you. And Lord, prayer gives us perspective. It gives us power. And I'm thankful for that, Lord. And so we look for that. We ask for your help tonight, for your blessing. And I pray, Lord, that you'll uh, be with us, Lord, as, as uh, these storms come through. I pray for your protection. And I pray for those, Lord, that have dealt with uh, tornadoes uh, the last few days. And just pray, God, that you'll help them and pray for mercy. Lord, even tonight, God, I just ask for your protection. And, and uh, we just pray for our students and our kids meeting as well. And we just ask for your blessing, God. May you be glorified and may, may lives be changed, Lord. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to be um, in uh, Romans chapter 8 tonight. And, of course, when I say Romans 8, uh, automatically uh, Romans 8.28 may come to mind. Uh, that's very uh, familiar passage of scripture we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose and 
you know, those who love God. Um, who is Paul talking about there? Well, he's talking about believers. Um, so the believer can say that all things work to, together for good. And how is that possible? Uh, through Jesus. Uh, those that, that love God. Obviously, when uh, Paul's talking about those that love God, he's talking about those that have placed their faith in Christ. And, and so as we begin tonight, uh, I just encourage you with that. All things work together for good. Um, sometimes things seem that they have no good whatsoever, and it, it might make us wonder, what in the world? You know, how, how is that possibly good? Um, but God has a way of uh, taking what's bad and then using it for good to glorify Him. And, I, and, and that, that's possible uh, for those of us that are believers. So, uh, so that's obviously a very uh, popular passage of Scripture in Romans 8. But I want to um, look at Romans 8.31. Yes, everything works together uh, for good. God calls us to himself, and we respond by faith, and, and uh, we, we trust Christ, and, and we're justified. Uh, verse 30 says, that's, that's a, some, some good doctrine words in there. You know, justification, justified. He makes us right with himself. And whom he justifies, he glorifies. And, and, and all of that there, it's just so rich, and it's so powerful, and it's so true, and it's so good. You know, the work that God does um, in us. And yes, uh, when you consider our faith in Him and all that He does, all things do work together for good. But then we get to verse 31, and we're reminded about God's everlasting love. And um, so uh, that, that's what I want to uh, focus on tonight. Uh, God's everlasting love is, is seen uh, in this passage. You look at, at verse uh, 31, there's, there's two questions what shall we say to these things? You know, again, we've already talked about uh, what God does. He justifies, He glorifies, and, and um, all things work together for good to those that love God. You know, Paul says, what shall we say? As we think about this, what shall we say to these things? And then he, and then he, he, he asks another question. If God is for us, who can be against us? So, you know, when, we, when you think about that, um, it's, it's God's amazing love through Christ and through Jesus this passage reminds us that we are more than winners in Christ you know we're we're conquerors more than winners we're on the winning side uh, you can't lose if you know Christ I mean and, and we're not fighting for victory we're fighting from victory the, the victory's already been won the battle is over Jesus settled that when he defeated death hell and the grave and when we believe in him all things work together and God is working and he justifies us and, and uh, he, he glorifies us and, and, and we just think about that and, and then when you consider that um, what shall we say about it? Listen, if God is for us who can be against us? And Obviously the answer to that question is, is no one um, because God did not spare his son and he will give us everything that we need. So uh, continue reading on with me here uh, verse 32 he did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things man all things do work together for good when you consider that God did not spare his son and that not only have we been justified and made right with him but we've been delivered he's delivered um, us and delivered him up for us all how shall we say or how shall not how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? We're not going to be lacking. We have everything that we need in Christ. What an amazing love. Everything right there. We find it 
in Christ. And we're more than conquerors. We are on the winning side. Uh, you're not a loser if you're in Christ. And, um, and then verse 33, who, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. You know, who is he that condemns, verse 34 asks. It is God who died and furthermore also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Is, is, there's another question. All these questions are, are being asked, but God didn't spare his son. Jesus died, and Jesus was risen, we see in verse 34, who is even at the right hand of God. What's, what's Jesus doing for us? He's making intercession for us. He's our great high priest, so that when we gather like this to pray, or any time that we call on the Lord in prayer, Jesus actually is praying for us. And so that's an amazing love, that God did not spare his son, and that Jesus came, and that he died, and that he arose again, and he is praying for us even now. Can you imagine if we could only hear Jesus praying for us? Man, I think that would, if, if I could hear, if you could hear that, we'd probably pray more and more and more and more, you know, but that's the reality. You know, he is making intercession for us. So then we get this question, uh, all that God has done through his love, he didn't spare his son. Then verse 33 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Just like we sang a few moments ago, there was Jesus in the battles, in the tough times, and when I couldn't see it or didn't know it, he was there. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Uh, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. All of these things that we might think could separate us from God's love. And I'm sure as Paul wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, perhaps these were things that, that folks thought could separate them from God's love. All the things mentioned, even tribulations, all of these things. Could that happen as it is written? For your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter in verse 36. But then we continue, verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So, uh, you know, once again, we are on the winning side through Christ. And, and, and then Paul says, I'm persuaded in verse 38 that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Now, I mean, we might even think that death would separate us from his love, or life, or even angels or principalities. We think about Satan himself and, and his demons. You know, certainly they could separate us from God's love. Uh, not things present or even things, we might worry about the future. What about the things in the future? What if this or that happens? What if the worst in my imagination comes to pass tomorrow or next week. All of these things, if those things happen, can that separate us from God's love? And then in verse 39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. In other words, nothing. <laughs> That's what uh, Paul is saying here. He says, I'm persuaded that none of these things, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that's good news tonight. That's what I wanted to remind you about tonight. But it all hinges on the fact, if you go back up, uh, let's see, um, to, uh, let, let me find it, verse 32. Uh, this, is, this is the verse of Scripture that I, if, the, if, if, if the, verse 32 is not here, then we can't have any of those other wonderful things that we're looking at. So look at verse 32. He did not uh, spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. 
how shall he not with him also freely give us all things all these things that that Paul's talking about all that God has done and all that God will do and the fact that he's always there there was Jesus you know not not death tribulation distress persecution peril or sword none of these things shall be able to separate us from the Lord now in Christ if we're believers you think what's the worst that can happen well somebody can take my life well what what happens if that's the case if I'm a believer I'm gonna go home in glory and I'm forever and ever gonna be with the Lord I mean what peace is that you know there's there's no peace that can compare to that we have all things that we need in Christ and verse 32 reminds us that that God did not spare his own son and so when we think about that tonight I just want you to know I've got two sons and if you were to ask me will you give me one of your sons so that I might butcher and torture him I would say no absolutely not <laughs> you might ask what if it might save me and I could be forgiven you know what my answer would be I still wouldn't do it the reality is I don't love anybody that much to offer my son uh, for them that especially be tortured and butchered the way that Jesus was I, I just couldn't do it but God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son he did not spare Jesus that's what this passage is all about none of it is true if God would have spared his son he didn't spare his son God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son consider this do you think God will spare you if you don't receive Jesus there's a lot of people that thinks that's the case now they might not say it in so many words but do you really think that God is going to spare you if you reject and you do not accept his only son who he did not spare and who was butchered and nailed to a cross and, uh, and died for the sin of the world well God surely oh listen this guy's a good old boy you know um, he's, he's faithful and he you know he, he does the best he can and and uh, he even does you know he he does charity work and and um, you know he's he just God God will surely you know not let him go to hell but he's depending on his works and I'm telling you the only works that's going to do is the works of Jesus God didn't spare his son for a purpose because he truly is the way the truth and the life and so you know, if, if you don't put your faith where God has put your sin, <laughs> if, if there were ever a time when God would have been tempted to be lenient upon sin, it was when that sin was on the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus suffered at the holy hand of God as the only means by which we can be saved. And I'm telling you, if we think about that from 12 that hour from 12 to 3 when Jesus was there on the cross and it got black and dark as he was the sole depository of the sin of the world and God judged his only son and Isaiah says that he was stricken and smitten of God God stroke his his only son um, judged his only son for the sin of the world and there's no other way he's the only way and so when we think about this tonight, I mean, God's everlasting love, what an amazing love that God did not spare his son 
so that we can look at these wonderful promises and answer the, all these questions that the Apostle Paul is asking. He gives us all things that we need in Christ. What shall we say then? Shall, you know, shall anything separate, separate us from the love of God? Nothing. We have God's word on it. Nothing will be able to separate us from his love. So with that in mind, how does it impact us to dwell on the truth that God gave his son for you? Think about it. He didn't spare his son for you. I pray that that impacts us, that that makes a difference. We want revival. That's what we, that's what we need to get a hold of right there, that God did not spare his son. And that ought to cause us to love him and worship him and want to be as close to him as we can. You know, give him everything and surrender to him. And then, you know, when we communicate to God or we pray, you know, if we, if we seek salvation in some way outside of the provision that he's made in Jesus, you know, what, what, what other way is there? You know, is, is there some security that we're leaning on or trusting in? If it's not Jesus, then we can't, we're not going to be able to stand. And, uh, and we preached about that a few weeks ago. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's on, Jesus is that firm foundation. And I love that song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. He's the only one that's worth leaning on. Anything else is going to fall. We can't stand. And so I just want to encourage us tonight to be reminded that God did not spare his son for you and for me. So I pray that maybe the next few days that we'll spend some time dwelling on the reality that God has given up his only son for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Something that I couldn't do. I wouldn't give my son, either of my sons, for anybody. And, and, and yet God did not spare his son. That whosoever believes in him should have everlasting life. Not whosoever trusts in their own works. Even though it could be good works, there's no other way to heaven but through the Lord Jesus Christ. God did not spare his son. So be encouraged tonight. Be reminded of God's amazing love. Is there any, any thoughts or any comments? I'm going pull to up, pull up the live stream here so I can see if any of y'all that are watching online, if you have any comments or if you have uh, any prayer requests, um, I'll share them with the group. And uh, um, uh, I want to share with you that uh, that Miss Helen has uh, shared with us that she will be having hip surgery on um, May the second. Is that right? So uh, let's let's be sure to add uh, Miss Helen to our our prayer list tonight uh, for hip surgery. We just we pray for you and pray that everything will go well and good recovery and um, after you get that new hip you'll be able to run a marathon <laughs> so let's let's remember miss helen that again that's on may second uh, all right um, carol hathcock okay I called her, talked to her Monday, and she was telling me that she was not doing well. And so um, I assured her that that we would um, that we would be in prayer for her. And uh, 
she went to the cardiologist yesterday. I, I, have you talked with her since? Okay. She said she would know more after, after that, so I hadn't talked with her since Monday. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, let's continue to pray for Miss Carol Havcock. Any others tonight? Have you talked to Miss Sheila lately? Okay. Grateful for your class. We might have to find y'all a bigger, bigger room for y'all to meet in. Good problems for your, your class, your Sunday school class. That's that's great. Um, please uh, remember also that Sunday is our friend day, so let's pray. Um, I've, I've reached out to seven people, and three of them told me they'd be here. So I'm grateful for that, and maybe maybe some others as well. And, of course, I did Meals on Wheels this week and uh, saw a lady on her, on, her, uh, on her front porch and stopped and talked with her. She doesn't go to church anywhere and, and uh, said at one time she used to come here with the youth. And so... Uh, I invited her, and so just trying to get the word out, and um, I shared today, I, I did a video update, um, that I've got 4,000 friends on Facebook, and so I invited all 4,000 of them to come to church on Sunday. Uh, it'd be great, but I know a lot of them, you know, are members of other churches and things like that, and, and that's certainly not our goal to try to pull somebody away, you know, from their home church, but uh, but I pray for Friend Day, it'll be a great day, and, uh, and we're, it'll be Palm Sunday as well, and looking forward to a good time of worship and praise and uh, just pray for a, a great day on Sunday morning for friend day and, and then also remember our spring revival Pastor Zach Shaw will be preaching so remember Z uh, Zach lift him up in prayer and also Jones Avenue will be with us Sunday night their choir will be joining our choir and so there will be just a great spirit a great um, you know church is coming together I know that that, uh, that, that, that has to make the Lord uh, proud and, and I pray that it'll be a great spirit and just a good time together. Um, start our revival on Sunday, and then Monday through Wednesday as well. Just praying for a great week. Our youth praise team was here working. They're going to be here on Tuesday night singing, and then our choir will be singing Wednesday night, and and then uh, Andy Bowman and Mark Burns will be here on Monday, Monday night of revival, and uh, looking forward to having them again. So, just a lot of preparations and a lot of plans and course our kids uh, Easter celebration is Saturday starts at 11 o'clock and uh, have an Easter egg hunt and then lunch will be provided and young at hearts invited to join us as well so uh, gonna be a busy weekend but I pray a, a wonderful weekend coming up here as, as we uh, begin our spring revival and, and uh, I pray that that we'll love the Lord more and commit to God and the Lord will change lives and just be an awesome week That'll lead us into uh, to Easter as well. Um, but let's remember um, our church family. Of course, our youth um, are getting ready for Infuge, and uh, they currently have a uh, Krispy Kreme fundraiser going on, and we pray for that. And uh, those students that are going, that just begin praying now for a powerful uh, summer missions camp at Mobile, Alabama. We'll be staying at the University of Mobile, so uh, just remember them as well. Of course. You know, we've got VBS coming up uh, in July, and then Mission Week will be coming up. Um, I will also be flying to um, uh, Anaheim, California, for the, the Southern Baptist uh, annual meeting. And, uh, and
and I'm a little bit worried about that. I just get anxious about that, but just appreciate your prayers, and uh, of course pray for, for that meeting as well. Uh, but Annie Armstrong Easter offering is currently going, and, and uh, we're getting close to our goal, so uh, you know, grateful for that. I know our WMU met last night, and thankful for that, and uh, it's just good to be together tonight, but just pray for our church that, um, that God will be glorified, and, um, and then uh, pray that uh, God will just do a great thing, have visitors here on Sunday, and we'll just celebrate, just enjoy uh, being together on, uh, on Sunday, um, but I don't see uh, any prayer requests online, any others tonight, any updates or other prayer requests? Yeah, Aaron Whitmire, thank you. Yeah, continue to remember Aaron as we pray tonight. Pray for the Whitmires. All right, any others? Remember our shut-in. Uh, remember to lift them up as we pray tonight. And I mentioned Sheila Galbraith, but, uh, Jane Pratt as well, uh, Miss Ruth Traber. I uh, saw her out. I guess she had been to the store or something and saw her pulling in her driveway day this week. Glad she can still get out. I know she has uh, some friends and uh, family that will come by and, and help her out as well. And, and, uh, and I know that she misses Robert as well. And, and uh, just continue to pray for Miss uh, Traber and also Miss Patsy Morris as well. And uh, Jesse Smith is back home and doing better. I'm grateful for that. Uh, Sue Bowling and Mary Carty. Frank Cole as well. And of course those at, at facilities. Joe Hunter at Dominion. Patrick Square in Clemson, E.J. Washington there at Easley Place, and uh, then Miss Jean Watson as well uh, while she's continuing to recover from her stroke. So let's remember uh, them as we pray tonight. Uh, any others tonight? Good to see Cindy Lewis watching. Uh, pray that, that uh, the Callisters are doing well, and we, we love y'all, Cindy, and pray y'all we're all doing good. And, and, um, and I, I see uh, Penny's watching as well. Brian, so that's great, um, and all, all of those, I can't see all of you, but I'm, uh, I do see that, and I'm grateful for those of you, and then those that will re-watch this, uh, thank you for, for joining us, and just praying, let's pray for a great friend day on, on Sunday, and of course, Easter celebration as well, just a great uh, weekend as we start Spring Revival, and uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, and we just acknowledge, Lord, that you are the name above every name. Lord, that at your name that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that you are Lord, because you indeed are Lord. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, and even now, Lord, you are praying for us. And, and what an incredible thought. And we thank you, Lord, that you've promised to never leave us and never forsake us, and that we are made right with you. We are justified. And, Lord, that we'll be glorified. All the wonderful things, God, that you're doing and that you will do. But it's all possible because God did not spare his only Son. So help us be grateful tonight. Encourage us, Lord, with your amazing love. And, Lord, we give you praise. We thank you. I pray, Lord, for uh, Carol Hathcock. I pray, God, that you will touch and heal her. Uh, we pray for her. We pray for Aaron Whitmire as well. We lift him up to you. And I uh, pray for your mercy and just lift him up. Pray for, uh, for his family as well, uh, for, for Gabe and, and Jennifer. And, and uh, pray for Miss Helen, Lord, that's going to be facing hip, hip surgery coming up. Uh, pray for our shut-in, for those that can't be here tonight, those that are not feeling well. God, we lift them up to you, Lord, and we just thank you that you are faithful, that even when we can't see it and we don't know it, 
you are there. You are faithful. Your word assures us that nothing will separate us from your love. And so, God, we are grateful for that tonight. And so, Lord, I just pray for this Sunday. I pray, Lord, for this weekend, for a great weekend, our kids' celebration, friend day, and, and spring revival starting Sunday. I just pray for a great day. May you be glorified. May you be lifted up. God, I pray that we'll trust you. God, that we'll love you more and more. God, that you will revive us, Lord. Draw us ever closer to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank you all again uh, for joining us tonight. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. And I think uh, there could be some storms around midnight or so coming through. So just uh, praying everybody will be safe. And uh, I hope, uh, Elaine, that your family in Mississippi is doing okay. Yeah. Are you okay? You know, reply back. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, I hope you all have a great rest of the week and looking forward to being together on Sunday. <laughs>